Hey, this is Sharon Srivatsa. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to break down my three-step process on the fastest way to get famous. Fame is the most efficient business model. Fame is something you and I and everyone else should have. Fame allows us to do more good, stand out from the crowd, make more money, and get attention to our causes. Fame is a good thing when it's done the right way. And in this episode, I'm going to break down for you how to actually make that work over and over again with a lot of ease. This is the three-step process on the fastest way to get famous. And it all starts right now. One thing is for certain. Just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this. Where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to. How to grow your business. How to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Trivata, and welcome to Business School. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning and the first thing you turned on the TV and you saw Oprah say, go buy Sharon stuff. Do you think that I would get more leads, more eyeballs, more contacts, more, more, more? Of course I would. Do you think tomorrow if someone from an amazing social media account, call it a Kylie Jenner or Gary Vaynerchuk or Tony Robbins tweeted out to you and said, you know, hey, go buy X and Y and Z's water bottle. Do you think you'd get more orders? Of course you would. Why? Because fame is the most efficient business model. Fame is the most efficient business model because fame does one thing, right? It is associative trust. It cuts through all the BS and it gives you insane trust in the audience mind. And today I'm going to talk to you about the fastest way to get famous. The fastest way to get famous. Before I tell you about the fastest way to get famous, I have to tell you this. Please, it's okay to be famous. The only people that are not okay with being famous are the people that are not famous. All right, let's say it again. The only people that are not okay with being famous are people that are not famous. Once you become famous, you will figure out the amazing, not the power, but the responsibility that it takes of being famous because you can do so much for the things, for the people that you love and the causes that you believe in. That's what the fame is really powerful for, right? And the people that are connected with you also believe in the same things as you. So fame is a really powerful thing because people are connected to what you are, that what you are connected to, which is a really good thing. So I first, before I even tell you about the tactics and the strategies, I want to tell you that it's okay to feel like you deserve, like you want, like you desire, and that having the fame is a good thing. I actually talked to people that were there like they would rather have a ton of money than a lot of fame, right? Now, fascinatingly, if you have the fame, the money will come very easily, right? So, and most people who have the money want to buy the fame. Most people who have the fame create the money. And you could do so much more for yourself, the things that you believe in, if you had the fame. So fame is the most efficient business model. And all I want to tell you is just, just know it's okay to be famous because it'll allow you to do more with your life for your family and for the causes that you believe in. That's why this is really important. All right, that preamble, today I wanna tell you about the fastest way to get famous. I'm actually gonna give you a quick formula 
If you've never done this before, if you just follow these three steps step by step, it will not just give you linear growth. It will skyrocket you into in, in, into a stratosphere of how fast and how how quickly you can become famous in your niche, in your world, uh, into in your avatar. All right. So three things I want to talk to you about today. Number one, how to occupy mindshare. Number two, how to dominate a platform. And number three, how to actually leverage an audience. Those are the three things I'm going to talk to you about. And uh, that said, let me actually explain this, a really crazy story to you, which, which will illustrate this, this component. I spent time backstage uh, at an event. I was speaking after Hal Elrod. If you know Hal Elrod, he is the author of The Miracle Morning. Young guy, super sharp, had a bunch of health issues, almost died, and realized that he needed to pull a routine together to change his life. So he wrote this book called The Miracle Morning. And, you know, I, I, I had read parts of this book because I'd started the 5 a.m. club. So I was telling him about it, and he was really uh, excited about that. So I asked him, I said, hey, what is the biggest learning that you got from all of this? What is the biggest learning? And he said, Sharon, what I realized was that it had nothing to do with creating this idea of the book. It had nothing to do with creating this 100,000-person Facebook group. It had nothing to do with being on this podcast tour. All of that came with the fame. But he said, I did something unintentionally, which changed everything. And I said, what is that? He's like, most people, you know, they say, hey, when you think of, you know, when you think of a safe car, think of a Volkswagen, right? When you want to, when you think of a, a soda, think of Coke. They have this associativeness based on when you think of something, think of that. However, what he said to me was really powerful. He talked about the idea of mindshare. And he said, Sharon, what changed everything for me was that people started to think about the miracle morning and associated me with every morning. He didn't just occupy mindshare, he occupied timeshare. Everybody that was connected to Hal Elrod started to occupy the morning, whatever their morning was, you know, as part of their timeshare. So he had a chance to be a part of their timeshare every morning, which is why if you think about these daily news shows have timeshare, right? You literally make up, make a cup of coffee in the olden days. And a lot of people do that right now. I remember when I was working on wall street, I would, I would watch squawk box and it was the same time every morning, right? So I would make a cup of coffee, get to the gym. I would put my headphones on and I would run while I watched squawk box. It, they had a timeshare of my mind and mindshare and timeshare are really powerful because I want to teach you how to actually do that. And that, that one thing, right, occupying mindshare was really important because what Hal Elrod did was, and you don't have to do this, but he took one, this one idea of the miracle morning. And every time somebody talked about the morning, Hal Elrod had to be a part of the conversation. Like, think about it. Hal Elrod is a great guy, but don't, like, he didn't do, he, what he did was he created this concept and he occupied this mindshare, which has made which, which literally has implanted him into every single conversation. That's what I want you to realize. Fame is so efficient. I, I didn't say fame is the best. I said fame is the most efficient business model, right? So when you occupy mindshare, that's what people think about. There's associativeness associated with it. That's what's so cool. What I'd love for you is to find a way to occupy mindshare. And then once you get mindshare, you become a part of every conversation, and becoming a part of every conversation gives you more opportunities. And when you have more opportunities, you are going to win. Fame is the most efficient business model. All right. So that said, let me talk, talk to you about the three things. Number one, occupy mindshare. Number two, dominate platform. Number three, leverage audience. So let's talk about one, 
which is how to occupy Mindshare. You may not have this yet, or you may. The best part is, I'll give you the playbook for this. Create one micro-concept that you love, right? That is connected to you, your life, your business. Like Hal Elrod said, you know, Miracle Morning, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk said, hustle, you got to keep hustling. Tony Robbins says, you know, change your state. Whatever that may be, you have a chance to say, okay, when, when a concept is discussed, I want to be included in the conversation. You don't need to be top of the conversation. You just have to be included in the conversation. There, there is, uh, so like there's vulnerability. When now we talk about vulnerability, people talk about Brene Brown. Like she, you don't have to occupy that word. You just have to say when a concept is discussed, I want to be a part of the conversation. And when you do that, a lot of really powerful things happen because that is the beginning of everything. Now, you don't have to have it perfect up front. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You don't have to have it perfect up front, but you have to have it. Now, if you're in a commodity-based business, and what I mean by that is, for example, if you are a, in services, I, a lot of our portfolio companies are in services, real estate agents, mortgage brokers, insurance brokers, coaches, consultants. You may think you're in a commodity-based business, meaning a lot of people are there that do that. Are there a lot of real estate agents? Yes. Are there a lot of mortgage brokers? Yes. Are there a lot of insurance brokers? Yes. Are there a lot of coaches? Yes. Are there a lot of consultants? Yes. So we automatically think that we are in a uh, commodity business. But what I'm trying to tell you is you're not, right? You're not. To, to make sure you're not, you have a unique value proposition. You have something that you do well. We need to create a micro-concept around that. We need to create a micro-concept around that. There is, um, so I'll give you an example. You know, one of my really good friends, her name is Raquel Conet. She's uh, an amazing entrepreneur. She, uh, she's a great coach to scaling teams. And her jam is revenue. She scales revenue. That's her jam. She could do everything else because fundamentally to scale revenue, a lot of other things need to work. Mindset needs to work. Systems need to work. Team needs to work. Operations needs to work. All of that's good. But she's created this brand around scaling revenue, right? And that's really powerful. So her micro concept is whenever there's a revenue-based conversation, like whenever someone is thinking, oh, I need a coach to help me drive revenue, they think Raquel, which is really powerful, right? So revenue is her micro concept. And so branding it, you know, she, she, like her team makes fun of, they say revenue Raquel, like, and that's funny. But most importantly, there's a brand around it, right? She said, I scale revenue. And branding it is super, super, super important. So number one, create one micro concept. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it just has to invite you into the conversation. Number two, uh, literally, you talk about that concept everywhere, everywhere. Wherever you go, you always say, hey, like I talk about in my revenue accelerator playbook, revenue, 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 revenue. That was her micro concept, right? If you listen to me, I keep saying, hey, fame is the most efficient business model. I don't need to, I have realized that I don't need, based on the goals that I have in my life and um, what I want to do, I don't need to have tens of millions of followers. I have realized that and I don't want that. What I do want is, you know, the, the, the small audience and following that I have are deeply, deeply connected to me, right? Um, I have, uh, I think I've shared the story before recently, my friend who has 2.3 million followers on Instagram and I have a, you know, I, I only took 50,000 people in my email list and we both raised money for a charity and I made more, right? Because I have a much deeper connection with my community than most people do. And it's a good thing because I've realized that that's how I work. So the concept for you is number one uh, of the fastest way to get famous is to create one micro concept and that will invite you into every conversation. You have to think about this. If you don't do it, you're going to be 
a part of the commodity and only because a commodity just means there you're not one of the options because you're just one of the options. You're not going to stand apart, right? Uh, I'll give you a couple of simple examples like that. So for example, uh, one of my, you know, if you're in the, if you're a real estate market, right? And you can say, Hey, I specialize in this neighborhood. That would be really good. Or I only sell coastal homes or I only do. So I have a, I have a friend in Long Beach. His name is Juan. Who's our Juan always, he has created this brand for himself where he is the king of fourplexes. Like he doesn't, he, like if there's anybody that is going to buy a fourplex, they have to go through Juan. Like that's, that's an insane niche, right? But he sells other stuff, but he's realized that he builds this micro concept brand around that, that one thing, the fourplexes, which is super, super powerful. All right, so three ways. Way number one, to get fastest way to get famous is create one micro concept and brand it and talk about it everywhere. Talk about it everywhere, all right? I'll give you a couple other examples. Like, uh, so Grant Cardone, talk about 10X everywhere. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, talk about it's like, you know, uh, hustle and empathy everywhere. You have, you have, what's the name of the guy? Uh, this is how you know that I don't have this stuff scripted. Uh, rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, right? All he does is, all he says is, hey, uh, I'm rich, you're poor. The reason I'm rich is because I have this, uh, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Four Quadrant, and I borrow money, and poor people in, you know, buy poor stuff. Rich people borrow money and buy assets. Literally, that's his thing, right? So he talks about using debt well, using debt well. But then on the opposite side, you have somebody like a Dave Ramsey, who's who, if you have noticed, he'll say, uh, cut up all your, you know, you know, cut up all your credit cards and you should live debt free. And he has the debt that is wrong. So from a, from a branded conversation, the micro concept, and whenever someone talks about debt, both Robert Kiyosaki, who thinks debt is good, if used well, is invited to the conversation. And Dave Ramsey, who thinks debt is bad, is invited to the conversation. Interestingly, it doesn't matter where you fall in this matrix. Dave Ramsey and Robert Kiyosaki, both who have done really well financially, who become really famous, is because they have invited themselves to the conversation anytime the word debt is used, right? Anytime that concept is used. And I want you to find a, a micro concept that every time that concept is discussed, you are invited to the conversation. The reason I spent a little extra time on this is it takes a little bit of time to think through this. You don't have to get it right the first time. You just have to keep working it. And then you, you may build three, four micro concepts and whichever st one sticks, sticks. And I'll tell you what's going to stick. The more you talk about it, the more it's going to stick. That's literally all it is. The simpler it is, the more you talk about it, the more it will stick. Number one of the fastest way to get famous is create one micro concept, brand it, and talk about it everywhere. Here is number two. You got to dominate one platform. Number two is dominate one platform. There's got to be a way that you like um, to get the word out. And unfortunately, in the olden days, there were three big ways to get the word out. There was either you get on TV, which was really expensive, and the big brands had that. You get on radio, which is less expensive, and but you still got demographic targeting, right? Or you get in print, and people would read magazines, newspapers, et cetera, all very expensive. But they were all had limited reach. Today, you have unlimited reach, targeted reach. You can do so much with it but you have to dominate one platform. There is literally, I'm trying to tell you right now, there is no other way if, if, for, for, mere, for mere mortals, right? But here's the crazy part. I'll give you an example. Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio is the founder of Bridgewater and Associates. It's the number one hedge fund in the world. If you don't know Ray, check, it, check him out. Fascinating guy, probably one of the wealthiest guys in the world, uh, advises, advises countries. Like, he, like when China wanted to manage their yuan and when Australia wanted to rebalance their currency, 
they called Ray Dalio. Like, imagine a country calling a person for advice. That's crazy, right? So he's a, he's a smart dude. The crazy part is, you know, he's in the retirement phase of his of his life right now. He's made all his money, whatever, and he's jamming social media, right? He's doing selfie videos on LinkedIn and Instagram. And now I have like smart people who need to make money that would not do that. He has a very simple message saying, live by your principles. And he just talks about that over and over and over and over and over again on LinkedIn and on LinkedIn. He's one of the, like, if you Google LinkedIn, Ray Dalio did not exist in the public scene until like two, three years ago, right? Until the pandemic happened. Now he's one of the top, he's got like millions and millions of followers on LinkedIn and he dominated that platform. He had a micro message, which was live by your principles, and he dominated that platform. So you have, you know, like Billy Jean, who, if you know him, is a great marketer. He's, he literally got tens of millions of views on his ads on, social, on Facebook. Uh, you have Jay Shetty, who said he's just going to make viral videos about life and personal growth. And he did that. And now he has a huge personal brand. And he's like a life coach, which is great. But he's just talking about this stuff, right? Um, you have... Uh, the, the, you, you have Elon Musk, uh, who is doing a ton of stuff on Twitter. So you, it, you have Tim Ferriss, who dominated the podcast, right? You got to take a message and dominate a platform, because if you don't dominate that platform, you don't get to get your message out. So fastest way to get famous, number one, create one micro concept, brand it, and talk about it everywhere. Fastest way to get famous, part two, dominate one platform. Like when I say dominate, I mean dominate. Like wake up every day and own that platform. You have to. Everything else is a spillover from that, but you have to own that platform. No one went famous on 14 different platforms. Uh, everybody will find you on one platform. Like go there, go there the best way first. Dominate one platform. All right, here is uh, the secret tip number three. I got really excited about this stuff. So I'll chill down. I'll chill out for a second. The third part three to the fastest way to get famous is leverage other people's audiences. Okay? Leverage other people's audiences. There's a lot of folks out there who have big audiences and they want, and they're literally out of content, especially folks that have shows. Like a Joe Rogan, for example, right? He, he's, he's a great podcaster, but what makes him great is he has great people on his show. You know, he has Elon Musk on his show. He has uh, Howard Stern on his show. He has Oprah on his show. He has Kylie Jenner on his show. Like he has crazy, he has like all, He's using these three-hour interviews to promote himself. Leverage other people's audiences. Would you rather go spend $100,000 on Facebook or would you rather get three minutes on Joe Rogan? Like, and if you don't know Joe Rogan, don't worry about it. Like, He's got tens of millions of followers and all of that good stuff. But leverage other people's audiences. The, you want to try to find somebody, anybody, most people that are like, okay, who already has a platform that wants to have you? And I'll tell you, most people, that have platforms are not competing with you, right? They want, here's what other people want when they have, like the, the internet has been built on interview and using other people's content for their platform. Most people, if they have an interview show, like you have no idea, by the way, I'll tell you, I, I'm not that famous. And I get at least, at least 10 to 20 invitations to be on shows per week, right? If I get 10 to 20 invitations, I can, and like, when I say be on shows, I'm, I'm saying like top hundred podcasts, top hundred YouTube shows, right? Literally, they will send me their stats. Hey, we get millions of downloads a month. We would love to have you. We'd love to showcase you, all of that. And I pick and choose because I want it to be the right audience. I don't need to go on a, you know, auto show because that could be interesting, but it's not my audience. 
but people want great stories for their platforms. And, the, and here's what I mean. When I say great stories, if you don't have a micro concept and you've not branded it and you've not dominated a platform, you don't have depth. And if you don't have those, nobody wants you on their show. The reason I'm fortunate to get some invitations is I got a bunch of micro concepts. I got a little track record and some domination. So it's easy to be on shows. Leverage other people's audiences. So they, this is why other people want you. They want a micro concept. So they want to be able to say, hey, uh, today we have uh, Sharon Trivatsa. Sharon you know, came from the humble beginnings in India and he grew a company 10x in five years uh, to $3.4 billion. No one's ever done that in, in four times Inc. 500 list. Uh, Sharon also has a you know, top 100 podcast called Business School. Uh, today, we're going to unpack how he did all of this in, you know, before he turned 38. Like, I'm saying this because this is what a host would say. The host is like, ah, I can say that because now it shows that I got a great guest on my show and it makes them look good because they took the micro concept of 10x in five years. They took the micro concept of an immigrant story. They took the micro concept of doing it before you're 40. They took the micro concept of Hey, he's done this. He's done that. And again, I'm, I'm, this is not me bragging. I think you know me well enough by now. My, my point is that other people want to leverage you. You should want to leverage their audience. And the only way you can leverage their audience is if you have a micro concept that they can brag about and you have domination elsewhere. It's super easy to build. In literally, if you had these two raw materials where you had a micro concept where you always got you into a conversation and you were just starting to get on a platform, you would win so big because people would want to showcase you. And now you get to go and piggyback on other people's audiences, which is so powerful. You don't have to, you don't have to pay money to create that. And here's why that is so powerful, right? It's powerful because when you're on someone else's show, you have instant credibility. You don't have to sell yourself. They are selling you. Also, you have this endorsed, endorsed introduction. So they're like, you know, hey, Sharon's on Sharon's on Joe Rogan's show, and because Sharon's on Joe Rogan's show, Joe must have already pre-vetted him because Joe will not bring crazy people on his show. Joe, Joe, you know the people on Joe's show are Elon and Tony and uh, you know the 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 presidents and prime ministers. If he's gotten Sharon on, he must be pretty good. There's this associative associative credibility, and that's why this is really powerful, right? Because what happens to people is that when you're promoting yourself, you have to you have to create credibility. When someone else is promoting you, you get to leverage their existing audience. That's why fame is the most efficient business model because they are already famous, the hosts, so you can leverage them. All that said, those are the three things. Number one, create one micro-concept, brand it, and talk about it everywhere. Number two, dominate one platform, the platform that feels the best for you. Number three, leverage other people's audiences because they want to promote your micro-concept and you can get an endorsed introduction to their audience. I'll give you a little sidebar. The, we're investors. I, um, I'm, I run a company called High on Prime. The entire idea is this is exactly what I teach our founders, right? We end up, so here's, here's how it works. We take companies that are doing kind of roughly 3 million to 10 million, and we grow them, you know, close to five to 10 X in five years, and then get them ready for an exit as a minority partner. So I teach my founders this exact thing. I teach my founders that I work with this exact thing. They're not clients, they're partners, right? So I teach them the fastest way to get famous. And what do they also get working with me? They get to leverage my platform, right? And when I bring them on my podcast, I promote them on my email list. I showcase them on my social. I introduce them to my network, right? Most companies won't do that as a partner. And I get to do that as a partner. It doesn't work in a client way. It works in a partner way, right? I can say, meet my partner, like meet my partner, Jason Capital. I can do that, right? When I do that, there's instant credibility associated with it. So it's not just, 
a client relationship. That's why it gets really, really fun. This is exactly what I teach my partner. So if you're if you're curious about all of this, just uh, you don't have to do anything. Just go to highlandprime.com and you'll you'll see all the cool stuff. All right. So uh, not, nothing for you to buy, by the way. It's only a chance for me to write you a check. So meaning <laughs> uh, I'm selling you to take my money, which is fantastic. Uh, let's recap really quick. Fastest way to get famous. Three steps. Number one, come up with your own micro concept, brand it and talk about it everywhere. Number two, dominate a single platform. And number three, leverage other people's audiences. That should be your goal early on until you build your own. Leverage other people's audiences. All right. Hopefully that was helpful. Uh, two quick IA reminders. Number one, if you're interested in uh, checking out how our partnership program works, go to highlandprime.com. Check out the story. It's super simple. But most importantly, number two, just DM me. Go to Instagram, DM me and say, hey, Sharon, I heard that episode. Fame is the most efficient business model. You know, take a screenshot, share it, if you will, because uh, hopefully this is helpful to you. Hopefully you can share this with someone that'll be helpful to them as well. All right. DM me. Talk soon. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com dot com.